church boys. COVID nineteen. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> I. I, I actually hit, I hit burped, the wrong, guys. Hit the like, wrong. if I'm being fully honest, I, made I the wrong had button. a burp leak out during that. I think I was so shocked that that was happening. Uh, have we started? Is this? Have we? Started yeah, we've started. We started. Didn't you hear the little stinger going? Did anybody hear that burp? <laughs> yes. yes and the whole world heard that burp. I think what happened was I heard COVID nineteen, and, and I think a demon came out. <laughs> of course, what does Billy do? We are, we are thirty two seconds into the show, and Billy has already started hyping his book. I didn't even bring the book up. I just said I heard COVID-19 when he did the poop, I burp inadvertently, which I hear is a, is a, is a sign of a spirit leaving you. We are going to spike so big in Tanzania. Oh, man. Oh, and, uh, and Brazil. Well, like Brazil. Brazil. Brazil, yeah. We and Australia. In, uh, Australia, Canada too, I think and is a new Australia. one. So I mean, everybody I listening can't. to this is going... What is wrong with them, right? It's, it's, you should have been know. here for the pre-show. It's what you should oh have. Oh my god! <laughs> oh I my just god. can't with you guys. I really can't. There's no class on this show There's at no all. Wow, wow. There's <laughs> no class. I'm just, I'm just glad you claimed it right away because being a podcast, nobody would have known who that was. I mean, I thought away. of, I, I thought of, you know, passing it on, but I was like, you know what? We're just gonna. Oh, you passed this. it on, all oh, right. Oh man. Oh my goodness. All right, so. We wanted to start here because we have an interview coming up here in a few minutes that we got to get to. But... I can't wait till the Twitter banner. I'm, I'm, I'm already excited. Oh, whatever. What were we even supposed to talk about? Now I, I can't. You guys have distracted crazy, me. Crazy Joe. He had a, oh. he had a week with his Despacito and all that. Yes. What is wrong with him? Hmm? What is wrong with him? Well, I think that. What? He's, you're adding his senility, and some people say, "What do people say?" He's got some sort of dementia, right? I don't. Again, I mean, I probably there, have that at that's this point. Fairly likely, but I, he's definitely old age. But I think he's got some paranoia growing. And do you know why? Why? Because this. Uh, you this, tell this this one on this week. You need to make sure you have a president in the White House who actually sees you, who understands your needs, who understands the dignity of your work and who has your back. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Wait, what was that, Kamala? What What did mm. you say? A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Oh, maybe Joe's getting a little, maybe Joe's getting a little nervous and that's why he acted up this week. Uh, they're pushing him to the side. Yeah, really, well, a, well and, they're prepping you fear? for yep. the announcement. <laughs> And there is a big well, do you guys think that's a, possible? I mean, do you no. think it's possible that, that he's going to say, I will step aside and can he be VP again? Sure. Yeah. So the question is if if he stepped if he like said, I'm out, could she become instantly in that position before an election? No, I don't she's not the nominee. They'd have to renominate. She'd They'd have, have to, to somehow she's not the nominee. But maybe that's what's good. I mean, this seems like a conspiracy. Theory, it is a conspiracy. It, People are going off on it because she said that. And what the next day or later that day or the next day, he says this. There are times. Nope. Sorry. That was the wrong one. <laughs> he actually forgot Let that he find. doesn't have a Southern accent. Now. That's <laughs> the newest. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Harris Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort. What was that, Joe? Harris Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort. The Harris Biden administration. So that got people talking like, well, maybe there is it's a conspiracy. It's weird it happened together like in the same week, basically. Right. 
And I've said all along, I think that I think uh, Biden's out and Pete yeah. Buttigieg is going to get nominated. So he's going to slide <laughs> his way in. I think I think it's weird that the way the way that Biden talks, I'm not even I'm not even justifying anything that just happened with a response. But the way that Biden speaks, it becomes all one syllable. All of it somehow. It's one mega syllable. Well, he's, Have you brushed, noticed that? I didn't take the whole clip, but this is yeah, he's talking quickly. Harris Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort because he's reading quickly from the teleprompter. <laughs> I mean, it's a wonder he can read that fast. I can't even. Um, I just, you know, I, my concern is that there are two completely insane people running for president, and that is my continued concern <laughs> for our country. So it's yes, it's it's Biden against against this person, woman, man, camera, TV. If you get it in order, <laughs> I quoted that points. again this week. They should I mean, make it in order. It's actually not that easy, it. but for me, it was because easy. I would fail that exam. Person, Trump is smarter woman, than me, clearly. Man, um, <laughs> camera, TV. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it right every time. So, um, yeah. so. So he's what are we to do with what are with we doing here, Camilla? Well, what are we to do with this Camilla so here's, Harris here's debacle? The, here, well, so here I think that I think that Trump hit on something though this week or maybe last weekend, and he has figured out what is wrong with Biden. I think I think Trump has figured it out. He was on an interview on Fox News, and he's had this to say: "There's probably uh, possibly drugs involved. That's what I hear. I mean, there's possibly drugs. I don't know how you can go from being so bad where you can't even get out of sense. I mean, you saw some of those debates with the large number of people on the stage. He was, I mean, I, I used to say, how is it possible that he can even go forward? That's right. The president of the United States said this about his opponent. There's probably uh, possibly drugs involved. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> Billy ate, oh. I'm, I'm Billy, ate six, I, Billy ate six Little Debbies before the show. That's what I heard. I, I I just don't. I love that he's like, there must be drugs involved. It's like, what in the world is going on? Um, I mean, I don't think it. I just think that there are. Listen, I, I will admit that on a good day, I remember less than Joe Biden does. Oh, yeah. On a good day. Oh, yeah. And I'm like 50 years younger than him. Mm -hmm. So, well. More than that. 30, 40. Wait, no, wait, I don't even no. know math. 50 See, years, I can't 50, even do wait, math. 50 years younger. No, you're more than you're less. I'm 50 years younger than him. Right. 51. That would make you 28. Oh, man. <laughs> um, what a show. Yeah. What a show. So, uh, so no. Lucas, well, what, what are you going to say, Chris? Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, say, Lucas sent me a clip, an old clip from Johnny Carson in 1987. Oh, yeah, this is great. This would be a fun way to kind of cap off the little bit of discussion we had about Joe, because Joe oh, has yeah. been oh, running okay. for president for quite some time. He ran, of course, is, in 1987 yeah, how, for the primary. What, what, what year was this? It was 1987 during the Democratic primary. When Chris was 50. And this is when Joe Biden got dinged for plagiarism, right? For plagiarizing a speech or two or three. Multiple times. Right. And so this is this is Johnny Carson. Now, on, on the political scene, uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently, he quoted a, I think it was a British politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him, and then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry, he reassured his staff, he said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Nobody does it like Johnny. No, Johnny. Nobody has ever been able to compete with with Johnny Carson. Hands ever, down. ever. And Doc Severinsen. And anyway, go ahead. I, I don't know any of these people because I'm not 90 years old. But uh, hey, I listen, do know who Johnny I didn't Carson watch, is. I was but. not a contemporary of that show, but I watch reruns and clips, and I watch. I listen to podcasts where they talk about these old things. So anyway. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, so. So, so Lucas, we have a guest coming on today. Yes, we do. Right after the the uh, the intro here, right? Is she yeah. is she about ready? Do we need to wheel? Yeah, her? She's, she's ready for us. So so I'll do, here and ready. Okay. Let's. Uh, I'll, we have we have Tamika Hamilton is with us. So she's running for uh, U.S. Congress for California District Three, I believe. And so she's going to be with us on after the break. So let's go ahead and uh, run after our the little intro. intro. What after should we do? Intro. You've got some Joe Biden going on yourself <laughs> after the intro. <laughs> I wonder what could be causing that. Ladies Possibly drugs. and gentlemen. Or hello. Billy Hollowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Bad guy in little gold. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I hate these guys. Tamika, what's happening? (laughs) Welcome to the craziest show in podcastdom. She's already regretting this. I know. It's a terrible decision. I'm so sorry I talked you into this. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Well, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, I'm trying not to. I was like laughing so hard. I was like, I got to get it together. I got to get it together. Y'all are out of control. Oh, no, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Can I ask the first question? Because I have to ask you this because you are a fascinating person. I've read about you. I've seen your background. What in the world possessed you? And I mean this in a good way to run for Congress. Like, I want to know what makes somebody say, I'm going to do this they awakened a giant and I was like, y'all are crazy here in California. I'm not going to sit back and be like, Oh, you know what? You could take my civil liberties. Oh, you can indoctrinate my children. And I'm just going to sit back and be okay with it. And so I just was like, let's go, let's go. And what has, what has it been like for you? Like what has the process been like? Okay. Oh gosh. It's a, that's a loaded question. Break it down for us. uh, Okay. (laughs) So the process has been really eye-opening because I feel like I feel like so much of what we see in the media and so much of what we've learned about the parties and the people and everything, I feel like it's all like a big lie. And it's like, how do you communicate that without getting the base upset with when also showing them like, this is what we do to fix it. And then on top of that, all the polarizing personalities, the narratives. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's so much. And um, I'm just like trying to just bite off slowly and dropping knowledge as as I go. Um, But it's been really eye-opening and it makes me want to fight harder because I really feel like if people knew what was going on and how a lot of this is about power and money on both sides, then they would take more... um, a different approach and want to get involved even more. So when you say that the both parties are a lie, what do you mean by that? What does that mean? 
oh, are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> no, we don't. We do not. That's one thing. We are not intelligent enough to get anyone in trouble. So that's the good thing. You're safe. I can vouch for that, that for them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, I should be. You know, like it's. I was, I was gonna say, let me. I don't, oh, okay. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to, I don't want you to necessarily feel like you have to badmouth, badmouth somebody. That's not what I'm asking. When you say the two parties are a lie, I, I don't know, I don't know that our listeners know what that means. Like I worked for the Republican Party for years. I was in there. I, I worked for them in, in, in the Senate with the leadership. I have experience with them, but I get the frustrations people have with the Republican Party and a lot of the yahoos that are involved with that party. And same thing with the Democratic. But I worked with a lot of Democrats. I get it. There's a lot of, but what do you mean, Tamika, when you say the two parties are a lie? I say, I say it because, and this is only from my perspective, what I'm dealing with is just like, they're using both, they're using narratives, especially with the minority community to just keep us apart. Mm. And here in this district, for example, we're a purple district. We have a 5% gap. And I stress that a lot because this is one of the districts that actually can be won, that can be taken by a, a Republican actually can take this district if the right attention, the amount of money that needs to be spent is done, right? And when you hear Republicans say they care about black people or they care about, and I'm not saying to support me just simply because I'm black, but I'm just so happy to be black, you know, and I'm actually in a position to win. And am I only good just for the narrative? You know, mm -hmm. am I am I only good just because I... Uh, I check some boxes and that, you know, I can, you know, you can show my pretty picture and then go about your day and not actually get in the game and help me fight, you know? And I, uh, and when I think about the Democrats, it's like, you know, again, using, using minorities as a narrative and not actually doing, they didn't, they didn't do anything with police reform. They put it on the, they put it on the back burner for 2021. And it's like, did you really want change? What, what, what was it all about? You know? And why are you letting our our cities be? Why are our cities burning down? And yet, you are not doing anything. You're not speaking to any of the issues that you're not offering solutions and helping local government do what needs to be done so that we can have peace in our communities again. You know, so mm. it just for me, it's just like we're we're being people are being used on both sides, and and nothing's getting done. Nothing's getting accomplished. And it's just, it's, it is frustrating. Um, but the, the part that's amazing is that in spite of the challenges that I've had, I won the primary because of the people. And this and was I'm a big, this was a big primary. This primary got a lot of attention, especially within the Christian community, um, you know, because of your, the opponent that you ran against uh, in the primaries. Can you talk about that at all? Oh, can I talk about it? Yeah, I can talk yeah. about what I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there was, so I was, running i started running about a year and then um sean i, I don't even know how you say his last name but Fouch, but i i don't know you know what's so funny i can't say his last name either so i'm gonna give you that i just read it and it's like it's almost like pig latin in my head when i see it and i just don't right. try yeah right right it's like it's it's unnecessary but it is uh, <laughs> but so he came in in um september after i had already been running like a year and i'm a woman of god you know i've i'm I believe that God, God put this on my heart to do, and that's why I'm here in this race, right? And then it became the battle of the Christians and who was the most Christian. And I was just like, oh, God, here we go. You know, I'm sorry I'm not a gospel singer, um, and I don't have 200,000 followers. And, you know, I mean, but this it turned into the battle of who, had the, who was the most Christian and then who had the most money. And I was just like, you know, I think this is where people, this is obviously they got it wrong because 
Americans still believe in hard work. You still have to connect with people and you still have to have a story that's compelling enough to be able to to go the distance and be able to beat an incumbent who has been here for almost 45 years in California, you know, just skipping, hopping over offices. And so long story short, I was up against, I was up against, you know, a lot of money, almost $500,000, you know, Bethel church, um, getting harassed, you know, people telling me I need to get out because, you know, he's basically the chosen one. And I'm just like, I love Jesus too. Like, that's not, that's it's like, can we just make it? And here you are. Here you are now, right? <laughs> I mean, I think that's the cool thing is that, you know, you can see how, um, you know, God's got plans for people. And, you know, yeah. your plan is his plan for you is surfacing. And Sean's going out and he's doing cool things for the kingdom. But I think that that, you know, uh, I mean, California District three spoke. And uh, obviously, you know, you're where you're at today for a reason. And, you know, this is a big election that you're going into. And I, as we've talked about, I've been to that area. I've been at uh, Valley Church with Pastor Jeremy there. You know, within your district, what kind of things are important to uh, District Three in California that that's really on on the table for you right now? So uh, the first thing is homelessness. We have the highest homeless population here in California, the highest homeless veteran population. So that is like the number one of the number one issues because you see places like LA, Sac- San Francisco, and Sacramento having um, such a high concentrated amount of homelessness. And then they're creeping into these little districts like mine. Uh, my district, uh, they we need housing to be able to hold these people. And we don't need people, we don't need uh, local governments like San Francisco busing them to district three, that's happening. And so we need, we need uh, people in Congress. We need the federal government to step in because the local, we. The local government doesn't have the money, and so we need to allocate allocate funds for, the, for them to have housing, you know. And and um, the other thing is water stability. Our farmers, they've been asking for water storage. Uh, a lot of people don't know that California, over eighty percent of what is produced here in California from a farming agriculture standpoint is is uh, supplies the nation. Hmm. And I think like, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And then a lot of it comes from District Three, um, the military. Uh, the VA, they want a new VA hospital that so they don't have to drive two hours down to um, the other part of the district. I have literally the biggest district in California, landmass size. That's why I put 100,000 miles in my car. And uh, they they want, uh, and while the president has done a good job of helping, helping with, um, you know, the veterans be able to see doctors that are outside of the network, uh, they still, we still need a facility out here. And, and those uh, northern parts of the district, because driving two hours and you're sick and you're, you know, 70, 80 years old, that's just too much. Mm-hmm. So that's something that uh, those are the three key things that I'm hitting on. And again, I go back to the people and go back to the questions just like about, you know, this race and how important it is. It's like this uh, John Garmendi has been in office for uh, as congressman for 10 years, but he's been a lieutenant governor. He's been an insurance commissioner. He's literally been in government since you and I probably were born since the 1970s, 45 years. Wow. And so not you, Chris, you're much well, older than Chris that. Is born in the, no, in I am. I know. No, no, I am. I am that He's, old. I am he was like old. 50 when this man was elected. Nope. So I just want to clarify that. I don't um, understand. I don't understand why, why they treat me this way. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, here's a question I have, well, a serious you question. You probably deserve it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, we've 100%. 100% he's terrible. <laughs> it took, her, um, it but, took her about six minutes to figure that out, didn't it? <laughs> so so a, a question for you that's that's a serious one. What is it? 
because you talked about both parties and I was a Republican until 2012 and then I became an independent and I I have never voted for a Democrat in a presidential election. I can't imagine that I would ever. Um, but I, I stepped away from the Republican Party because I just started finding I just I find issues with both parties. There's a lesser of two evils, but I find problems with both. But what for you has led you to resonate more with the values of the Republican Party? So I won't say the party itself, but the values of the party and obviously running as a Republican. Well, one of the key issues for me is abortion. And I just, you know, I was supposed to be aborted. And my grandmother's, my grandmother's pick took me home from the hospital. So uh, the fact that the left does not view life the way that they should is just like, oh, God, it's yeah. it's a. Uh, it's sad and it's sickening. Um, my opponent has voted seven times against the Born Alive bill, which basically if a child is born from a botched, a botched abortion, excuse me, they you, they die. That you're okay with them there. He's okay with them dying on this on the table at the hospital. You know mm. that is one. If, if I was a single issue voter, that would be the single most thing of reason why I'm a, I'm a Republican. Also, uh, having faith in religious liberties i mean believe in the constitution all those things that make us america now they're against and it's just like and now I, I shouldn't say now they are because it's not all of them it's the ones that are in a position of power that are against it and pushing rhetoric that literally goes against everything that makes us free people and so while the republican party isn't perfect neither party is perfect they both have their flaws major flaws um, I always encourage people to get back to the platform so that they can choose people that fit closest to that because, I mean, people are going to betray it, you know, because they're mm -hmm. human. Um, and, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, about to say well I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you because what you were saying was amazing. And I think that's the issue for me, too, that, you know, that always draws me back, you know, the life issue because it's so egregious and terrible that the stance that they've taken and the inability to even find one thing they could say, I mean, at the very least, oh, late-term abortion is a bad thing. They can't even bring themselves, and when I say they, it's I know it's not everybody, but it's the the primary people. I mean, every person who ran for president on the Democratic side could not bring themselves really to say, oh, late-term abortion is a really terrible thing. You know, and that's just, it's mesmerizing to me to watch. Right. Um, but talk about your personal story a little bit more. You said your grandmother's brought you home. Um, I would love to hear more about that. I, I think, you know, obviously look at your life now and you've got four beautiful kids. You're, you're running for Congress. You're, every life matters, obviously, and your life has been incredible. So talk about that story a little bit. Um, so I was raised by my grandparents, my grandmother, uh, Mama. She actually brought me home from uh, the hospital, but her and my mom, uh, my mom's mother, uh, Nellie, they both um, did an amazing job raising me. Um, and my grandfathers were veterans and farmers. They raised tobacco in Maryland. I'm originally from Maryland and, uh, and they were just hard workers. I didn't grow up knowing anything about politics. There was never that kind of discussion at the table at all. It was just like my, my family just worked really hard. My grandmother had 15 kids. Um, wow. and she took in, um, she took me in and, you know, just raised me to just be strong. Like she, like my grandfather had PTSD and she just like, I never, my grandmother was a God-fearing woman. I never heard her complain. Never. Like I never heard that woman complain. Even when, um, like she developed dementia and she died a week before the primary. And even in through all of that, that woman never complained. And I just said, and I tell people all the time, it's like, if she could endure that, go through her whole life, you know, Jim Crow laws, segregation, I mean, just 
everything you can imagine that goes against, you know, uh, just being a woman in that time and then coming like fast forward, raising children. And um, she just really pushed on me that, you know, you have to be strong and you can't, if you believe in something, you've just got to just pursue it and don't care what anybody says. And when, um, and I met my husband who was a police officer almost 10 years ago. And, um, and he was from, he's originally from Dallas. He was a veteran and now he's a, um, he's a police officer for about 10 years and we just, we're out here by ourselves here in California. And, you know, we made it our home. We met great people like Pastor Jeremy, um, that Lucas knows. And, you know, one of the things that I, I just, I try to, and I'm so glad you asked me, you know, where I came from with the story, because it's like, that's part of my testimony and not to be negative about Sean or anything like that, but it's like, it's a testimony of God bringing someone that had nothing. I had nothing. Like people thought I was crazy. You know, no one black, like no one's going to vote for a black woman. No farmers are going to vote for a black woman. And they're like literally my main uh, donors, <laughs> you know, and, and you're not, you're not going to, you're, you're not famous or, you know, cause they saw glitz and glamor. And it's just like, I feel like, and I, you know, I know that you guys believe in the Lord. And it's just like, you know, God really did something here. And, people want me to be quiet about that testimony because they feel like it's a black eye on someone else. And it's like, no, like this is go show God showing that this is what he wanted. And this, and he's, he gave it to me with, you know, and I had, didn't have anything like, and it's all him. Right. Mm. So, you know, we jumped into this, uh, day one, they're like, Oh, you're, they thought I was a Democrat. They went and checked my voter registration. <laughs> they gave me hell. <laughs> and, it wasn't this so none of this was like some easy task and i was just shown all this like love and support like you see in the media when it comes to black people being a republican um this was an uphill battle and i just didn't give up and uh and i keep telling people like it's so like you know and people want me to really be quiet about that testimony and where i came from and that's why i just i fight hard to i fight past it because it's like it's not about being negative towards anyone it's just like look this is what i had to overcome and mm -hmm. not having a mom, not having a father, having four kids and thinking like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to raise them in a free country because people want to bow to government. I'm not having it. I'm just not. <laughs> so I love that. So that was one of the, <laughs> and there was one of the things when we talked that I that really stood out to me. I remember asking you on the phone, you know, this was just, you know, kind of private call. And, and I said, you know, why? Why are you running? And you said it comes down to freedom or tyranny. And I just thought that was just such a beautiful response. And I think that it sums up for me, you know, I mean, like right there, you had my vote. Like I was ready. Like I'm like, if I can, if I can mail in district three, uh, California, I'm all about it. Um, uh, and I, I just, I, I just think that you're a Democrat. You could, <laughs> right. <laughs> the... <laughs> so, so I, I, I want to, I want to ask, Sorry, so sorry. you, you, a little bit more than doubled Sean's vote tally from what I, from what I read. Uh, the, the folks who got, especially the religious folks who got behind Sean, are they getting behind you now? Are you getting, are you picking up a lot of that both party support and um, conservative Christian support? So I'm getting, I, so as far as like, I, I we have the support of the Republicans. Um, his people, his team, his all that. Uh, no, mm. and I mean that's just what it is, um, and that's for him and Jesus to talk about. But um, no, he's not supporting me. He 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 
Yeah. So he hasn't come forward to say, you know, oh, I'm going to throw my support and I'm going to tell my people to come over and support you. None of that has happened. That's some sour grapes. Anyway, no, we don't no, need to. No, no, no. Cause he should do that. Anyway, we don't need to go there, but, but I, I might now. Well, whatever. <laughs> I've, yeah. I just feel like well, that's what you what? do. I, I, I'm, I'm really glad that. Yeah, that's what you do. And so here's the thing. And I'm so glad that you got, you guys are real men. And I say that because so many people want to, so many people want to skirt away from that because they don't want to piss anybody off. And it's just like, we have a country to, we have a district that can be won. We have a country that is in a huge divide and it's time to move past your feelings and do the right thing. Um, God bless Sean. And I hope that he is doing what God has told him to do as far as whatever his worship, whatever. And again, this is, people are uncomfortable talking about that. And this is one thing I love about Lucas because, you know, he's not uncomfortable talking about the issues that are happening in the church. And just like, you know, now you would think that my story beating all that money and getting all those votes would be the story. But no, 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 that's not the story for Fox News. That's not the story for all these other conservative networks. That's not the story for the establishment rhinos in California. And that's why I go hard against it because I'm like, y'all, I don't, I'm not playing these narratives because it's bigger than a narrative. It's bigger than I'm just black. I just, so I'm, I'm a black woman in this district, but I didn't know any of these things were an issue. Cause like I said, you know, I just voted this way. I didn't, we don't watch TV a lot. I didn't do a ton of news. We voted for the president and we kept it moving. And then when I got into this, I'm like, oh God, this is crazy. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like our nation is, our nation is really, our nation needs good Americans to stand up. Just like mm. we always have when, when tyranny tries to come. And I'm just, I'm just over this whole, like, trying to, like, skirt around it because, oh, like, he's a gospel singer. Like, what do I got to do with the fact that our nation is going through some drama that, and we need, we need every single vote. Yeah. We need you, every, yeah. we need every You would have told people, right? You would have told people. Well, you would have told people to vote for him, I would imagine, if, if the, if the roles were reversed and, and, you know, you would have, whoever it was, you would have said, hey, you know what? It's over. Turn your support over to that person. I would assume. I'm so sorry. Like, I think I'm in a, I, it broke up a little bit. Can you say it one more time? No, no. I, I would assume you would have done that. If, if you had lost the primary, you would have turned your support over to whoever had won it on your side. I would assume. Uh, yeah, of course. This is not a game. I don't take that. This is not a game. This is real. This is real to me. We have, we have 18 seats that can, that to take back the house. And I think that America has this, has has their eyes on Congress and the Senate now more than ever because of the president highlighting so many things, the media being who they are. And people are like, okay, what are you going to do now that you have the House? Or what are we going to do now that we have the Senate? You know, like, what are we going to do if we have both, if, if we have both? And we have an opportunity to change the course of what's have been happening. And yes, I would overwhelmingly support whoever won. This is, I don't care, that's like egos aside. Like, I just want to serve people. I don't care about being famous. I don't, I don't care about those things. I could go back to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what I was doing. <laughs> that sounds a lot more like, fun. I, I, I have, I, it's I a have hard job. But... Like, right. Like I have my house. I have like, this is very serious to me. And I know it is to all of you. It's just like, we need more people to stand up and we need more men of God to do the right thing, you know?
the, I mean, I think the cool thing about um, about life is that you can you can do you can do two things. You know, you get choices, and I think that uh, I respect I respect Sean as a as a pastor, as a worship leader. As I, I'm excited for the revival stuff that's happening around the country. And I think this is an opportunity for him to stand up and say, hey, let's let's get behind. Let's throw the support here and really make that happen. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think that, you know, there's probably enough enough said about that in general. But let's talk about this uh, before we before we let you go. If people want to support your campaign, if they want to find out more, tell them where they can go, what they you know, what they need to uh, what's the website, all those kind of things. So if they want to. um so first, my website is uh, votetamika, votetamika.org. So it's T-A-M-I-K-A. I know you want to put an E in it, but don't. Um, so it's votetamika.com. Um, all my socials are, uh, so my Twitter is uh, Tamika Hamilton. Um, I kept it real simple. And uh, my Instagram is um, Tamika for Congress. And my Facebook is t- uh, Tamika for Congress as well. So, awesome. um, and I'm the only Tamika running for Congress, so you can't miss there it. You go. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you being on here so much. And, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, cheering for you here for the win there in California District 3. And so certainly keep us updated uh, on how the race is going, if there's anything else we can do. Thanks so much for coming on. Yes, thank you. All right, awesome. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Right. We'll talk soon. So, she's great. I, I, let me let me say to the the audience. I want to apologize ahead of time for the audio. There's a she's in a bad cell, and we had some delay issues, so that was some of the reasons. Yeah. And there's how do we get Billy one. in a bad cell? I, which, <laughs> I have I have tried for years. <laughs> yeah, that, no, there were a couple little delays at the end there, but she's great. She's yeah, she phenomenal. Is. She is. I want to be her best friend. I was gonna. Yeah. I wanted to. No, I really her. enjoyed talking with her. And you know, she didn't. I. I she didn't mention this, but uh, like Don Jr. and some others have gotten behind her. And oh, good. And uh, you know, she was just really. She's like, you know what? She's like, nobody has asked anything of me. They've just like offered support, help, and so it's really cool to see some good. people coming alongside her and 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 make that happen. Yeah, no, she's awesome. She's great. I think we need to actually. Before we finish here, with or before we continue, we're not finishing yet. We need to take a break. Yes, I believe we have that that silly commercial you made. Not silly. I did. Not silly. I'm a commercial maker. Not silly. Very smart. And very well educated and well done commercial. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. The church boys. Man, I eat these guys. Did you guys know that I released a book recently? <laughs> Have we talked about you this? You also released something else during the break, too. <laughs> I actually, uh, just for the record, I I did a little leak tweet about uh, your bodily function already. <laughs> I, I already saw it. I already <laughs> saw I'm it. I'm even I on mean, Twitter right now. Now I have You know to what? There have been plenty of episodes where Chris has actually passed gas, not a burp. So is, I don't know now why. That is a vicious, outrageous lie. Oh, oh that is funny. Yeah, and uh, and heck, Jessica, I think is mad that we didn't have her on already. So, so she actually should come on next week. We should have her on. I think it'd be really fun next week. Let's do it. Um, so to your book, great. 
Uh, yeah, there's a book out about <laughs> demons. Um, speaking of but, speaking of Billy's book, you speaking know, of you, demons, if you go to Amazon to buy Billy's book and you want to check it out and peruse it, there's another book that's commonly sold with it. Apparently, to Amazon. <laughs> I noticed this yesterday, and I sent it to Chris. Cause, and it, my actual reaction was, "Oh hell no!" That's what I said. <laughs> 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 um, I'm not even going to address it, but I will say that poor Sean is not going to be happy with me with the sour grapes comment. What? Why did? Why was I so vicious towards it? I just do. I, don't I even do know no matter, What? It's the right thing to do. Like, look, I, it's the I, I like thing to do. Right. Yeah. I like yeah. Sean. I think that. Um, I think he's doing some cool stuff. But I think it's the right thing to do. And you know, and hopefully, and maybe that's you know. Look, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's happened in smaller circles and just hasn't happened loud enough yet. So let me you know, let me let me allow me to be controversial here. I don't like Sean. Of course I don't I, know I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't know who Sean I don't know. He doesn't Sean. know who he is. You would love him. He walks around sure maskless with all of his hordes of Christians <laughs> worshiping on the beach. You'd love it. Um so um I actually I actually am not a huge fan of of thousands of people showing up or hundreds of people showing up in a giant crowd and like being near each other even if it's for worship right now, because I've been critical of protesters doing it. So if I'm going to be consistent, I don't like when the church is doing it either. But I do love that there's a lot of people showing up and and all that jazz. So very, very happy for that. What if it turns out that these are not super spreader events and you can't trace any of these big infections back, you know, big cases of COVID back to them? Yeah, I don't, I just don't buy it. Because it's not been really the case. That there's been a whole lot of, as far as we know, because I'm pretty sure that CNN and everybody else would be blaring that, look at all these COVID cases connected to John MacArthur's church. Look at all these or COVID Trump cases. Or Trump rallies or connect, whatnot. I mean, well, they they, they do keep, connect them to Trump no, rallies. No, they don't. The they, they, they keep saying the they're Oklahoma going to. The Oklahoma rally, there was, they connected people's deaths to it. There's one famous death that's possibly connected to it. They don't even know that it actually is connected to it. And that's it. I mean, that's not, if they were. No, if there, there were cases really, connected to No, if there was really Tulsa. a spate of these cases. Let's well, see. Tulsa was already we'll a hotbed. Tulsa was already we'll hold a hotbed. on COVID, but I would actually say there have been there have been both protests and the Trump rally that have had cases traced back to them. I'm not That's sure true. that there's that been that many protests either that have had that many cases brought back traced back to them. Because you're I not because they're outdoors. I mean, I want to get on the protesters as much as the next guy, but I'm and I, and I, 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 I don't know. know. Some of these events are very close together events. Even if you're outdoors, they're not. It's not as though you're, you know, not touching other people or near them. So, listen, I will have the COVID conversation later, but I would argue <laughs> that I'm, I keep a consistent stance on it. That's I think we should have a good long COVID conversation. In oh, I think it's coming. I, I know you've become you've you've definitely Chris has t- his turn to the Lucas side. I've not. Point. No, no, a little no, bit. No, you're kind of like no. the person who's like, I, I didn't okay, eat let, all the Oreos. No, let when me see. Everyone that, knows you true. did. <laughs> I, I, I should. You said. I've, okay, I, I guess it's fair to say I have veered toward the Lucas brigade a Most little bit. People do veer toward the Lucas now, I, but I, I certainly have not. I'm not. You know, a nut. A nut like Lucas is certainly you wouldn't. You wouldn't accuse me of that, Billy. Uh, that well, would be terrible, that would be, that would tragic. Be, um, be. Before you know it, he'll have you doing his lawn too. So um, <laughs> it is getting a little long. His, his wife <laughs> and the help. I was going to say he's got hired. the help, and now he's got his wife out there mowing the lawn. The, the, I mean, the I help can't say anything. Been I've been ordering groceries and communicating with a, a no, shopper through my phone, you, so I can't. Didn't you tell me, Billy, that 
your grocery bill is down, which I find hard to believe because yes. you're listen, you're practically in hibernation mode and you're apparently allegedly your gro- your grocery bill is down. Our grocery bill is down. Yes, it's down like from what it was before like COVID. Like significantly down? Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell cuz like I would say I would say yeah. I would or was say it just or was it because down. you bought Twinkies in bulk so it was cheaper? I mean, what is I don't <laughs> What do you when think? When you go to the grocery down? store, but when you go to the grocery store I don't know what it's like for you guys. You pick up a lot of stuff you weren't planning on because you see things like, oh, that cereal looks good. Or, oh, you know, in your case, Chris, that vat of butter looks good to eat. You know, you pick things up and so you put them in your cart. When you shop, when you shop through Instacart or online, you don't really do that. There's not really an opportunity to do that. So I have found that we shop weekly instead of like once every two or three weeks because we were doing like big runs, you know, and it's a lot better. It arrives at my front door. Right. But. So you're getting the groceries delivered now, but you were getting, remember, we, we I mocked you relentlessly for this before COVID that you were yes. having your groceries delivered. So how, but, so what, what, what's the difference now? Because you were having them delivered before and you are now what's going on. So the main difference is that I was having certain items delivered and I would go, I am a very cheap person. If in case you guys shocking. are not, That's a, right. Shocking. Very cheap. But, so uh, I'm a, I'm an Aldi fan. Exhibit, I, I exhibit, Aldi. exhibit A, right? Did you say oldie or Aldi? Aldi. I was trying Aldi, to... Aldi, A-L-D-I. Oh, I thought, I thought Exhibit, you said Aldi. I was exhibit like, A oh. of Billy's being cheap is that Lucas and I have both paid full price for every book Billy's ever written. Yeah, this is true. In fact... <laughs> this is true. Not until after everyone he <laughs> knew... There was a discount. Every, not until after everyone Billy knew in the world bought his book. Everyone, he begged his friends. Every one of them. Buy my book, buy my book. So what did we do? We all, hey, we'll support Billy. We went full price. Two days later? Two days later, it's on a discount at Amazon. <laughs> there was a yeah. dollar knocked off of that. Sucker. Two. Two dollars. Um, two dollars? Yeah, two dollars, I, I mean, saw, yeah. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you, I have done all sorts of podcasts. I have done paranormal podcasts. I have talked to people about this, and it's fascinating talking to the paranormal people. It really is, because they're they're really way more open to like under, trying to understand the Christian perspective. But there are very a few very angry reviews of this book, because there are people out there who cannot imagine why a book about demons would reference the Bible or God. I heard you talking 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 to dates about that. Yes. I mean, are these people stupid? I mean, are these people not stupid? That's a Lucas comment. It's it's crazy to me that somebody would expect that you would have a conversation. What am I going to talk about with demons, if not the root of them? (laughs) And who else describes what the root of demons are? Where else are we to go? Are these negative reviews, are these negative comments about your book being connected to Christianity, is that all on like the written reviews or is that like even yes. podcasters are doing that? No, no, it's written reviews. I've These heard a lot of Amazon. No. So it's, and there's only a couple of them. It's good. Like the Goodreads reviews. It's got like a two point something out of five because these people <laughs> are so angry. The few of them who reviewed it and most of the complaints luckily, and listen, I don't really care. Reviews don't really consume me that much. I'm entertained more by them, but it's not like, Oh, this was terribly written or it's like, I, I picked it up, I started reading it, and then it got to all this conservative Christian stuff, and I abandoned it. And I'm like, or I couldn't finish it so, because it invoked the Bible. It's like, well, I would like what to, did you think would, you were reading? I would like to encourage our readers to sign up for a good good uh, a Goodreads account and see if we can't bring that bring that rating down to where it should be around one star. <laughs> one point two. And there's right <laughs> now we gotta get these Amazon ratings up too. So Yeah, you know what's weird? A lot of people have bought it through Amazon, but I don't I have not, people go out and ask for reviews and I haven't been, I'm going to start torturing everybody and asking them for reviews because 
it's weird. I know it's selling. I know people are buying it, but um, I'm giving not... you a review right now on Amazon. See? By the way, oh, hey, what is so you've got you've got two reviews on here on Amazon. I'll write one for you too, Blaine. It's gonna be a it's so funny. Anyway, let's not <laughs> talk about this book anymore. Let's Dina, talk about. But Dina Berry is one of the reviews yeah, on Amazon. I love Dina Berry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I've heard from a lot of people about it though. It's interesting, and um, I just am glad people are talking about the the topic. That's all, and we. Yeah. We've exhausted this topic on this show. I'll bring it up next week again to push sales. But oh. for today, I'm good. Um, we only have time for like one or two stories because you I, yakety yaks can't control yourself. We're good. We're good. All right. So why are you why are you laughing? What is with this joy? I, I that just you look have? I look at this Lucas. Is... I look at Lucy at Lucas and he's like the crypt keeper. <laughs> he does look like he's been he soiled like, by life. Like he was rode hard it's, and put it, away wet. Oh my goodness! It's been a rough week. I, I mean, mean, you have had a week, my friend. Well, you oh. know, let me just tell you because I think it's been a month. It's been a month for everybody. But this whole remote learning children oh. thing, I'm I'm not gonna lie. That's one thing that I'm glad I'm missing right now. I am just like I today had a five-year-old at my kitchen table, my eight-year-old in her bedroom, and their teacher's like, open up a Google Doc. And my eight-year-old's like, how do I do? Like, what do you mean? Go to meet.google.com. And she's like, what does that mean? Like, she's never typed in an address. Any. <laughs> so, like, they're giving her these commands, and she's like, what is a Google slide? Like, what is this? And so she's, like, on the staircase yelling, and we have, like, an open staircase. So she, like, emerges down yelling at me. And then my five-year-old's like, talking about some nonsense with her teacher i'd like is she on mute because i'm like talking to the other one and then movers showed up to move our stuff in the middle of it it was it was i was like i'm gonna have a heart attack by noon like is this stuff that's getting moved to the other house yes yeah it was stuff we had in the garage and stuff we ordered like a fire pit we had ordered some uh, like small furniture my in-laws had stuff at their house a half an hour away we had stuff here so the movers went there then they came here and then they went to pennsylvania so that put in yeah. So that means then that the house thing went through. Oh, yes. The house thing so, went through. And let me tell you about these sellers. I, I cannot I wait to hear this. Jeopardize the sale before. You and I have been kind of hinting at this before when you called me. And I'm like, just save it for the show, Billy. These people, <laughs> these people made. Uh, we were supposed to close in this house on August 24th. You already know all this. We couldn't until September 11th. Great day to close. Thanks. They, they didn't even show up to the closing. They, they went the day before to sign their paperwork. They, you are supposed to leave a house empty when you sell it. Okay. Oh, no. And I right. told you they're like, they were like hoarders. So when we arrived to the house for the walkthrough before the closing, the doors wide open, like what not unlocked wide open. They vacated the house and left it wide open. God knows for how many hours. Does it, so Dwayne, we, did it look like they had escaped? I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't like they had left it open. Like they were <laughs> running out the door. Their, their realtor told us that, you know, she had showed up the day before and she was like nervous that it wasn't going to happen, that the movers, oh, really? it took the movers three days to get their oh, stuff wow. packaged up. That's um, I mean, they had, so they had this room where they stored food and there were like 12 things of ketchup. And that just made me so nervous for like them. We, like, like bottles of ketchup or bottles like the little ketchup. packets? Ketchup doesn't what last do you mean by long. a room where they stored food? There was a room a off the garage. Like it was a like pantry? a pantry. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't like designed to be a pantry. It's a garage storage room. <laughs> and they just had copious amounts of ketchup. And I'm like, that goes bad in like a month. So that concerned me. So we call it the ketchup room now. But they in the ketchup room, they left a shelf and it took me it was eight garbage bags of stuff with every can of paint and this part was nice that they had ever used to paint the house 
but like Christmas ornaments, Christmas tree toppers, baseballs signed from baseball players in the 1970s. I'm like, did they forget this stuff on purpose? Piles of rotting wood outside. I mean, it was like, it was insane. So we spent all of Saturday clearing out. Basically the house on the burbs. Did they they leave anything for you that you can use that it's worth Um, holding on to? The ketchup. So the (laughs) funny part, it's almost like God blessed us with this. They left us with an angel tree topper that was hidden behind all this stuff. And it still works. And a tree skirt. And I, the first purchase I made for the house was a Christmas tree and we didn't have anything else for it. So they, it was like very weird. It was huh. like that they had everything else we needed for the tree there. And they didn't know that I bought a tree. Is the angel spooky looking or is it? No, I mean, okay? my wife, my wife hates it, but I was like, it plugs in and I'm going to put it on the no, tree. You got it. But it's got to be, it's going to have a sentimental thing because you got to, you've got to put it in this house because it's. Oh yeah. From these it was weirdos. Weird though. Yeah. It was a little weird though that a tree skirt and the tree topper were there. I thought I was like, this is a little strange. Like out of all these things, like, um, and there were two weird ornaments I threw out, but. I don't know. And when you inherit people's stuff, it's a little strange. So they, then they show up. This is the craziest part. They (laughs) show up and I wasn't there for, I was in the back of the house doing work. And this woman walks up to my wife and she's like, here, we wanted to leave you these things. You know, and it was like garage door openers. I thought, you know, we thought we left these. And and they were confused. They're like, "Are these the sellers?" Like, because they didn't introduce. She didn't introduce herself. And oh, so you've never around. met these. You've never met these people. No. Oh. So she turns around and walks away. And my mother in law is like, "Are you so and so? Are you so and so?" And she just keeps walking. Really mm. strange. So she... maybe, maybe the house is possessed. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what that it sounds so like. Weird. I think that is anyway. So weird. It's we're in. We're going there tomorrow to finish moving stuff. So I'm excited. Have but... the girls? Have the girls seen the house? Have they spent time there? They're obsessed with it. Yeah, okay. they've been like running around outside, and they they love it. So they want to move there full time. That's, that's I don't blame saying. them. I would too. Yeah, they're like dying to. We don't have a yard. It's all rocks, which is actually super convenient. Lucas, you'd love it because nobody has to do your yard work for you. I do like that idea. It's actually nice. If I could pave my entire property, I would. Except <laughs> for a few trees. That's that's so amazing. How far are we you... have trees, but we have rocks. How far are you from <laughs> the city? If when you're at this. Lake House from from New York City yeah. about two hours okay. about an hour and a half from our house about two hours from from the city right. so it's perfect and it's in the yeah. woods I mean there are bears and like all sorts of weird animals and giant insects giant like bird you should take up bird watching oh, I shouldn't because it's creepy and elderly ish I shouldn't um, <laughs> do you re- do you remember that strange episode where you just talked about different types of birds. I have a plethora <laughs> of Billy's new backyard right now. You have a plethora of Nothing worse than birds. Of what? Oh, bats. man. Bats are worse than birds. Oh, bats that's my worse. biggest fear with this house, that a bat is going to emerge. Oh, you'll have that's You know I there's can. a bat in the there's attic. I cannot be a part of Does that. Does it have I, an attic? We have a... So it's it's a chalet, whatever that means. There's no attic, but there's a crawl there's a crawl space, but we're never gonna open it. (laughs) Of course you're not because you're afraid there's a body in there. Where is the crawl space? It's the gateway to hell. Where's the crawl space? We're never gonna open it. These so you know, I mean, if I survive remote learning tomorrow after work, we're all going and I'm excited. We gotta we've gotta like unpack. We gotta you should open that on an episode. Open that crawl space. Yes. I could even record it and we could is put it, the clip is it in the up, episode. It, where is the crawl space? Is it downstairs? I don't even oh. know. I, I have so little interest in it that I don't know where it is. I asked the inspector to go back and inspect it, and that was all. 
and so that's where it hasn't ended. been seen from since. <laughs> <laughs> he went. Well, there's another crawl space in the garage that I found, and I was like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> you are such not a girl. I'm not doing it. There you was, need to send your wife in there and film it. Oh my gosh, you saw her with the insect at the oh, front door. Oh, it would be awesome. I mean, oh, did would you be. have that clip, Chris? Um, yes. <laughs> I love. I still watch it. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, crap. Oh, here we go. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Poor Andrea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, so do we? Are we going to talk about a story here? That yeah, is we did. Yeah, story, right? So we had a story. I mean, we got a slew of them. Why don't you, Lucas? Why don't you do the honors and pick the story that we're going to talk from our list here? Because I think you should be the one to choose. You think this. I should be the one? I do. You're testing me. <clears throat> Okay, you know what, Chris? So I think you, oh, you that are we should talk about the. Uh, I, I honestly, I mean, I thought the one that was mo the the censorship and everything. I think, yeah. like, I just feel like that's expected. But I think the one in five evangelicals. Yeah, I knew you were going to pick that one because yep. that's what I would have picked. Yes. Um. Yeah. This is so basically one in five evangelicals reject the Bible's teaching on gender, and and it's really interesting. That this study, it was a LifeWay uh, research study. They found that 22% of evangelicals appear to reject the Bible's teaching on gender of a person as male and female being given by God. So basically, one in five, more than one in five um, evangelicals are saying they believe in gender fluidity. That's essentially what this is saying. And I, I'm not shocked by it. Um, it's tragic, but I'm not shocked by it. What say, what say you? They, they did say that things like church attendance, you know, seems to uh, be a factor in those that still hold a biblical worldview, which would obviously, Duh. you know, make sense, uh, you know, for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a frightening stat. And I think that it's something that, um, you know, I expect that to keep getting worse. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if that's two and five, you know, here uh, sooner than later. Well, th think about the fact that 78% of Americans in 2007, okay, said they were Christians. Now we know that not all of them are, and we've talked about this, but that we're at 65% right now. And the Pew projections from a few years back, they said at the time, oh, by 2050, it'll be like 60%. I would, I actually feel by 2050 at the rate we're going now, yeah. it might be, be a 50%. Minority. <laughs> Minority, right. probably, yeah. or or below, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the numbers are gonna are gonna exceed far, and that was like 2014 when they when Pew kind of did that. The crazy thing though is that Christianity around the world will grow. So this is an America. We're talking about America, right? Obviously, yeah. Europe's already had these issues, um, and we're just kind of following in their footsteps. But can I let me ask you guys something? Because this came up on a call today. I was talking to a reporter at an outlet. <clears throat> we were talking about the book and. Is what? America in, in a, what, what, book? what book? I wrote book? a book about. Oh, did you write the book? I did. So you're, you're talking to um, somebody about a, about some book. Go ahead. What we we were talking about is America in this strange category. A lot of countries have had things going on inside their country for a long time that you know are not God honoring. But America, we have a crazy history. We have some bad things in our history, so we can't say, "Oh, America was always Christian, right?" That we, we did everything right. The 1950s. You think about slavery. You go down the line. But when a country is claiming to be a Christian country in some sense, in terms of at least the populace, and then suddenly that starts to drop and you start to see these numbers plummet, 
what is the impact of that on the culture of that country? Is that what we're witnessing or is that a crazy thing to wonder? I, I, go ahead. Nobody, I, nobody knows. I, I, nobody knows. I, I, uh, I think that I think that there are a lot of Christians who still call themselves Christians who just have followed the culture downhill. That it's that they would still say there. Are, I think there are plenty of conserv, even conservative Christians who would say that this is a Christian nation. But you look at the way that they live their lives, and there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing culturally Christian about the way they live their life. So I think that the entire the whole Overton window has moved for Christianity. I mean, the and conservatives and you are also, more liberal. You know, so you, you have two things here. You have notional Christians, basically Christians that that are kind of you know Christians by name only, or Christians by um, you know they have you know there, there's occasional church attendance, but they don't really have any intimate knowledge of the Word of God or teachings or discipleship, etc. And then you have this other group, which are um, what I would call people that I would describe them as being on the verge of becoming post-Christian which is this sort of um, leftism form of Christianity that is Jesus' social organizer rather than savior of the world. And so therefore, these themes such as gender fluidity fit really well into that viewpoint. So they, some of those people view themselves as very devout followers of Christ, this socialist savior that they you know, cling to. And, and it's, it's nothing, it's not recognizable to biblical Christianity. It's not recognizable to any sort of you know, orthodoxy within the church. But yet we're going to point to that as, you know, these teachings of Jesus. How could you, you know, and so they would see actually those that don't hold to biblical or, or that do hold a, a biblical viewpoint of gender as being uh, heretical to Jesus's teachings on love. And so, you know, those two groups form together to sort of form this this uh, 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 this this runaway, you know, uh, a mass within, you know, what is kind of, quote unquote, called evangelical. Hmm. So. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say uh, to add to what Lucas says. I think there's a, a there's a big segment of people who call themselves Christian who are Christian based on, and I think it exists more on the right than on the left, who are Christian based on the, uh, the fact that they're American, not based on anything biblical. Right? It's right. Like, I'm an American, <laughs> and I'm a you know a conservative, or I love the flag, so therefore I'm a Christian. Right? And that's not yeah, that's not how it yeah. works. And so plenty of people who are identifying as Christian, maybe even plenty of people in this survey who are identifying as evangelical Christian who are like, eh, I don't know that you really, I, the, the, the term Christian is thrown out so loosely so many times, including by Christian organizations. Barna does a better job. Well, Lifeway does a good job, but Barna, Barna actually has a, has categories that you have to believe in order to be considered an evangelical. And they have, I think they have like seven or 10. I forget. You, you may have seen this Lucas where you go through those and it's like, you have to believe, all of these things to be considered an evangelical. So they have a very, which I love that they actually have to get you there. Exactly. Right. You know, you know, one of my concerns is I've been thinking about this quite a bit this week is that as you see, you know, there's this walk away movement. We have people that are leaving the democratic party coming to the right. And as you see this, my, my concern is that most of those people, it's not that they are, um, I should say a lot of those people, it's not that they're throwing away all values that they've ever held as progressives or as Democrats. They're simply realizing that the what is now this new Democratic Party that's going towards this neo-socialism, neo-Marxism sort of viewpoint, that that's that they're not on that journey. And so they still hold very traditional Democratic values, but they're finding themselves voting right now in this election 
because of the choices that are there between socialism and, you know, uh, uh, democracy or, or, you know, Republican type of government. And, and so my concern is that 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 eventually uh, starts changing. I think we've already seen this to some extent, the moral makeup within the Republican Party, within the right, and ultimately to some degree within the church as certain tactics and language and viewpoints become more and more synonymous with right type thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, you can uh, where in the past people were conservative because of their views of God. And and now people are conservative for conservative sake. And yeah. that's producing a whole different, you know, type of, um, you know, a voter on the right, I think. And it's really shallow roots. Yeah. But really that's what roots. led us. I mean, I don't want to upset anybody here, but that's what led us to Trump. I mean, the yeah. ability to this was already happening. And I think we would all agree that we all wish there were other. It'd be great to have other options that were as strong on America as Trump is, but that didn't call people horse faces. Right. So like you, you, you want to have that. And what's really interesting. And of course, these are left wing organizations and researchers. But there's this claim that like what actually could lose the election for Trump is the lack of kindness. There were some surveys in key swing states. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I just did a video on it for the first where the where evangelicals and Catholics are swinging away from Trump. And it's a small it's like 11 percent total. But and it was done by a leftist organization that did that study, too. Yeah. But, you know, if you do it the right way, that yeah, doesn't always really matter. Like, like necessarily matter. What? The politics of the organization don't necessarily matter. Right. If it depends if on how doing, it's done. If they're doing honest data research. Like Knights of Columbus does a great job sure. with Marist on the abortion data, right? Marist isn't going to let themselves be colored by the Knights of Columbus. So, so assuming that that's true, and I would not be shy. I know, I, I know plenty of people who didn't vote for Trump last time who are going to, but I also know a lot of very staunch people, like Christians who are like, I can't stand either of them, but I cannot endorse Trump's meanness. And so what the survey found was that it was a lack of Christian virtue in Trump that was turning them away from him. And I thought that was interesting. Now, I don't see how you could turn around and argue that somebody like Biden and his position on abortion and gender and a million other things is Christian. It's not. I think it's actually more the forcefulness of Trump that turns people well, away. Is right? it turning those people away from Trump and to Biden or just away from Trump? Well, that's that's the that's the point of discussion, right? So right. this 11 percent of Catholics and evangelicals allegedly they were leaning more towards Biden from the way from the way it seemed. Now, I do know Christians in that boat who are like, I'm going to hold my nose and for the first time in my life vote for a Democrat. So I've heard these things on both sides. So I don't know. Is it a wash? Like, are there enough people on both of those sides to wash each other out? Chris, are you currently voting? If the election were held today, would you vote for Donald Trump? I would vote for the probably the constitutionalist party candidate or something i would i'm i'm certainly not voting for Vi- voting for biden and i i have no plans to vote for donald trump but again as i have said a thousand times i live in washington state it's very easy for me to stick to my principles it doesn't my vote doesn't matter here on when it comes to the presidential election everything yeah. else i'll be voting and i'll be voting probably republican but definitely conservative and certainly not for democrats or liberal democrats or democrats period i guess but yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I threw out all of my voting stuff. So I, my plan to not vote is still in motion. That could change. It will. We, I, I'm predicting it will change. It might. It did last time. I know. Well, so it you, could. you'll still vote on everything else, right? Just not on no. I mean, president. Yours right now. You're saying you won't vote at all on anything. 
Yeah, we've got. Really? I mean, there's no almost no point because even our that bothers even, me even so for, much. Not I even know like your local elections. Um, my local elections are also in the same. It's the same, but there's no chance in any world either. People run uncontested, even for Congress. Mm. Uh, it, like literally, Nina like, Lowy has run uncontested. Like, She's not running right now. County commissioner is a big thing. We've got county commissioner elections going on. You can't even even for that stuff. Um, I I actually don't. I'd have to look right now. Um, because that I believe if you don't vote for your local people. I'm gonna come over there and I usually do, but I'm I'm pretty disgusted with the system. Like I I feel well, like it's not I, the and ballot's I don't... fault. What? It's not the ballot's fault. It's not the people on the necessarily the people on the ballot's fault. Your, your local elections. But you have to understand, my local elections are generally not these are not people who are talking about issues that i frankly really care about and nobody here locally is going to ever lower taxes whether they're a republican or a democrat because nobody here cares people pay nineteen thousand dollars a year for their school taxes it's not it is such another world yeah. but it's, so, it's the principle of it though you got to do it for principle do i yes this is so funny because lucas is becoming me this was the argument that i made in 20 20- you tried you're this. trying to guilt me like oh, four yeah. years ago. No, I have completely Shameful. become so disgusted by it. And um, I mean, my my in-laws are horrified that I'm not voting. Um, a lot of people are. You know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with you? Um, and what I remind them, usually I won't say this to you, if I vote, I'm gonna vote for the people you don't like. That's what I right. tell everybody here. So right. just be happy I'm not. Right. <laughs> I mean, that could change. I mean it will. That's my feeling right now. But Nobody, I know nobody for asked a, me who I'm voting for. We know you're voting for Donald Trump. Donald okay, J. All right. Just 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 want to get that out. <laughs> I just there. don't know. I just uh, I wish that he was not crazy. I do. Wish I don't that. think he's crazy at all. Then he's maniacal. This is a whole other. He's either evil or crazy. Take your I pick. think I think that, you know, look, I mean, yeah, there's I understand the the kindness and all those sorts of things. But I think that if you if you, you know, I, I think there's the stories on both sides. And I think I, there's obviously those hard moments. And I actually think there's nice stories about him. I don't think he's evil or crazy, but I do think he's nuts a little bit. I, mean, I think I he's a little no nutty. Problem. Actually, and I, I think I he's a little, you know, he's a little bit of a the way I looked. Okay, I thought it was okay. It was a dark black mask, and I thought it looked okay. It looked like the Lone Ranger. But uh, no, I have no problem with that. Take away your guns, destroy your Second Amendment. <laughs> no religion, no anything. Hurt the Bible, hurt god he's against god he's against guns he's against energy i'm the only one that could do it he said that you shouldn't say what was that about not being crazy lucas what do i have to do to get control of the board on this show (laughs) do i mean do we get a week where lucas gets to man the board i'm I'm fine with it i think we want to know if the twitter audience wants to know if uh they don't want you manning the board um i i don't really believe that he's evil i don't i don't i I don't i don't think that i don't i'm just messing but i don't think i I do think i don't think he's nuts i think he's He's the right man for the job. I, I think he's I crazy in like a in a in a fun sort of way. I don't think he's. I don't think. I do think viable. we look past a lot of the things that are not good. You know, like and I actually think that it's the evidence of how far we've fallen that we're willing to tolerate it. And that goes back to our what we were talking about before, the fact that we're okay with it, and we not we, but like that culture laughs about it. We enjoy the name calling. We. It's the reality show presidency, not because of his. It's not his fault. It just is. We've conditioned ourselves to want those things 
now in politics well, too. Well, and I think I think that a lot of people in America do the same thing that the three of us do is that we we look at the entertainment value and we can separate the entertainment value from the listen, this is it's it is a bummer that this is where we are, right? We can we can I mean even Lucas, right? Who's 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 a Trump supporter, which is fine. I have I have, I know plenty of lovely wonderful Trump supporters. Same. But but even Lucas and the, and my other crazy my other crazy family members who are who are Trumpists, they can all admit it is unfortunate that we are at this place in our country with all of this stuff and all of the oh, silliness sure. of this, right? Totally. That you can lament that, and at the same time, be able to kind of flip a switch and go. <laughs> I mean, both of those things. We have to be able to do both of those things, or we will lose our friggin' minds. I mean, every time Nancy Pelosi talks, it's enough to get me a ballot and make me sign it. I mean, I will say that every time the fact that she was called crazy Nancy to her face was a moment. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> and when she and when she ran into you and in his, shall we say, weight group had what is morbidly obese. They say. <laughs> it doesn't work for her. It just doesn't. The meanness doesn't work. She can't oh, do it. Oh, man. Anyway, I mean, this disaster of a Do you want to close it with a burp or? Yeah, help us out. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> well, what was her? What, what was Tamika's website again? Do you remember? Tamika. Tamika. My I gosh. called her Tamika. Tamika Hamilton. Dot org. Chris, right. You're canceled. Oh, shut up. I love that Lucas is plugging his show on on this show right now with it's his head. Tamika. Church boys. Harris Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. There's probably uh, possibly drugs involved. That's what I hear.